Eagle looking great. Here we go. I just want to talk about, you know, as a society, for whatever reason, we've determined that Christmas begins and stops on Christmas Day, which in fact, the 12 days of Christmas actually begin on Christmas Day. So you actually should be celebrating Christmas all the way into the first week of January. And it's the commercialism, the the, the capitalist, uh, you know, nature of our society prevents us from truly celebrating a holiday the way it's meant to be, which is giving gifts that mean something and sharing your 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 time with your family and your friends and your loved ones. But instead... I get the day off, and then I've got to trudge back to work. <laughs> and I don't think that's fair. I don't think that's fair. This is my rant. All right, cool. Welcome, everybody, <laughs> to the Sci-Fi Wise Guys podcast. Videocast? V- vlog? I don't vlog. know what that says anymore. But we're here. Uh, we, we're here to watch and review straight-to-stream or independent science fiction media, whether that's short films, movies, television shows, and whatever it is that we watch for today. Yeah. This thing. I'm Anthony. <laughs> and I'm Chris. And Chris is upset. It's February when we're recording this, and he's upset that Christmas is over. It's not that I'm upset that it's over. <laughs> You're upset that it never happened. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I don't even like I don't even want to do a cold open at this point. We've already talked for way too long. <laughs> I'll I'll move some stuff around in post. It'll be weird and different. But why don't why don't you tell the people what we watched today? We watched the 2019 or 2021 science fiction movie. <laughs> like I'm, I'm not even I'm not even purposely being ambiguous. This movie's description on IMDb is scientists battle monsters. Yes, That's we watched the blurb. <laughs> Zillafoot. Zillafoot. Which is presented in some forms as one word, other forms as two words. I even saw like a dash mm. in one. So my favorite version of Zillafoot is the capital Z, capital F, but otherwise all <laughs> one word. <laughs> Trying to like share this film and give people the name of it, it was impossible. It was just like it might be this, it might be this, it might be this. Here's a link to Amazon Prime. Let's just do that. Is this the first movie that we've watched that had three different titles, but all of the titles were the same in theory? Because it was Project IO, IO, and then IO... Last on Earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those, that movie... (laughs) So, Chris wasn't wrong. The, uh, The description on IMDb is scientists battle monsters. That is the blurb. Uh, So, I pulled up the... The Prime Video blurb, because this is where we watch this, it is on Prime Video. Uh, Do you mind if I read this, or would you like to read my screen? Blurb me. A UFO lands on Earth, unleashing a giant monster that is half lizard, half gorilla, Zilla foot. And it's all one word there, so so I'm going to go with. The monster rampages, decimating any military response, and even awakening a strange dinosaur. Now it's up to scientists and the final member of the famed Ultra Squad to face the new threats and save humanity in this epic kaiju homage to the Toho monsters and to Tsuburaya uh, heroes. All right. Zilla Foot. Uh, Anthony, this is a movie that I um, chose. It is. So how about you uh, give us your initial thoughts and opinions and maybe share a fact or two? I have one fact. 
Okay. okay. This movie okay. has got a 5.1 on IMDb with 11 ratings. <laughs> if I click on these ratings, how many, what is, what percentage of those ratings are a one? Off, at, based on 11 ratings? Yeah. What percentage? Four. Four. Four percent. Four percent? I'm going with four percent. I haven't even looked at it yet. Four percent. That's what I'm You going think that only four percent gave it a one? Ooh. <laughs> Yikes. 36.4% of the votes. Four, four votes. If you just said four votes, you would have been dead on, but you were were way off. You can't even get 4% if there are 11 votes, can you? Because like one vote is more than 4%. That's true, yeah. Your math teacher is really upset and also Um, not watching this. He might be dead. (laughs) Wow. That's a possibility. Uh, So you see from the ratings, and you notice that on... uh, it is with the capital F on IMDb. See from the ratings, split decision. No one knows mixed. what to make of this movie. Uh, it's not even mixed. It's split. <laughs> it's a split decision. Uh, so this film, if you want to call it that, it is an homage. It is an homage to old kaiju films, the old Toho monster films, obviously Godzilla being the biggest one. Did you ever watch any of the old 50s and 60s monster movies? Yes. Or I say monster movies, the, specifically the Toho films. Yeah, I, I think I think I've mentioned before on the pod that when I lived in the Philippines when my father was still in the Navy, we would actually get Japanese television, like broadcast signal. Oh, so, no, I don't think you've ever mentioned that. I don't think oh, I knew that. Okay. Um, yeah, so I watched all of the original Godzilla kaiju films. And in fact, when we moved back to America... I remember talking to someone and they were like, do you like Godzilla? And I was like, yeah, did you know he has a kid? And no one believed me. And this was like the early 90s. Yeah. And so it's, I'm not even trying to date myself. But back then, the sharing of information around the world was much different, especially in a small town in West Texas. So everyone thought I was a liar. Yeah, you, they weren't wrong. Yeah, I mean, I am a liar, but not about Godzilla's son. That's the one he, thing that you will always <laughs> tell the truth about. Yeah. Is he blue son little Son of Godzilla. Rings? And he played with that kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And Godzilla was like, I guess you could be friends with the human, and then went off into the mountains. And it was like, what is happening? Where is Godzilla <laughs> hiding on the island of Japan? Like, he's uh, just hanging out? How did he have a kid? She? Where did the... It's, it's, it, all right, we're not going to get into I can't, that. I can't shrug any harder. <laughs> like, I can't. So when I was, I guess, seven, eight, nine, somewhere in there... I believe this is when it was. I might be off, but I think I was seven, eight, nine. We had some family friends. They had some. They had a kid or two around me and my brother's age, and they had all of the old films uh, on VHS. Mm. And so we watched a lot of them. Like I've, I remember, I've seen Godzilla, Mothra, Godzilla vs. Mothra. I haven't seen every single one. I pulled up a list of all of those movies, and wow, there's a ton of them. Uh, but Son of Godzilla definitely saw that one. Uh, Godzilla vs. King Kong. Lots of really interesting movies and. Watching this film, I watched it this morning. Okay. So, like, I watched this movie, I took a shower, started the live stream. So that's how fresh this movie is in my in my mind, in my psyche. <laughs> watching this movie made me second guess my childhood memories. <laughs> okay. Because I remember those movies being good. I remember them being really like I remember enjoying those movies quite a bit. I mean, yeah, like. It wasn't big CGI, blah, blah, blah. But this is whatever year it was when I was eight years old. Yeah, early 90s. And it, it, I remember it looked awesome, right? We're watching on VHS, on a CRT television. You don't, it's not rough around the edges. Everything looks awesome. Like, yeah, I know that it's a dude in a suit and that it's, like, I know how it's made. 
I'm not like, oh, there's real monsters at seven, right? No, it's, I understand how it's made, but it looks great. And the story is interesting. And I liked the big fights and, uh, oh, this, the, they always figure out a way, like some clever way of defeating the monsters or they build a giant robot version of Godzilla because that's the only way to defeat Godzilla. If you have the technology to build Mecha Godzilla, you could probably just kill Godzilla. I don't think you need Mecha Godzilla. And then they're on the moon and things just, things just don't work out. They're great. They're cheesy. Like I remember like, oh yeah, those were cheesy films, but I remember really liking them. And then I watched Zilla Foot and I can't decide. I can't decide if this is a tribute or a parody. Okay. And I, I think it's probably equal parts both. And on top of that, I can't decide if the pair, like it feels like it's coming from a place of love and appreciation. But at the same time, I was like, please stop. <laughs> please stop let's just okay. what is happening it has got the most convoluted plot of any film we've watched like out of the films we've watched for the podcast out of the mainline films we've watched for the podcast like what movie has a more convoluted plot um not the not the Clooney joint no that was pretty straightforward yeah but there was another um what was the one with time travel so many uh, of them well the the one specifically where the dude progresses chronologically, but the but the story like happens in reverse almost. It was a spoilers for anyone who hasn't listened to that episode. It's it was his granddaughter that comes back in time. Oh yes, the the other side of the moon or yeah. something about it's, the moon. It's never sunny in Philadelphia. I think is what it's yeah, called. Yeah, never sunny um, in Philadelphia. Whatever that movie was, listeners, if you can find that podcast episode, <laughs> that movie had a beginning, middle, and end, and it wrapped up <laughs> and not a cliffhanger. So this film has a lot of tributes and some parody, it pokes fun at it, but it also features a lot of people that are big fans of this genre um, and have an either um, are, are part of the culture, I guess, the the pop culture that surrounds kaiju films, uh, which I thought was was really cool, right? So it's it's not just a tribute to the films, it's a tribute overall to the culture, and they're able to poke fun at it and have the voices not sync up to everything and have plot holes pointed out on screen as they're happening. It's directed pretty well. Like, cause every once in a while, there's just a brilliant shot. There's just this excellent small short sequence. And then it immediately gets ruined. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My favorite deliberate inconsistency, because I, I, and I say deliberate inconsistency, any goof, any issue with the filming is deliberate. It feels deliberate. Uh, which is great because if there were actually any issues, we wouldn't know. It's like, oh, they did that on purpose. But my favorite one is when Missouri and the fourth scientist who appears out of nowhere partway through the movie <laughs> with no introduction. He's just hanging out with everyone else all of a sudden. Well, like, he was introduced. You just didn't hear his name. There were three scientists yeah. and they're going through the woods to find the meteor. And they're in their scientist suits so that you know they're scientists. They got their lab coats. Dr. Moscow. And then and then in the next scene, there are four scientists. <laughs> and he's just like, oh, and running around with them, and they're everyone's fine. Uh, yes. Well, no, but anyways, when they're leaving the, the woods and they're driving, the trees outside of the window go the wrong direction in some cuts. Not all yeah. of them. Most of the time they look like they're moving forward, but every once in a while it moves the opposite direction. I caught that. Yeah. I loved it. I was like, that's that's really, really good. My favorite goof yeah. is when they take the elevator and they're in the elevator and he's like, oh, we have to go 2,000 feet below the facility. <laughs> and then 
they walk over to this little there's a little window and you can't really see what's on the other side of the window because it's a cg shot but then they have a long shot of the hallway and you can see sunlight coming in from windows right next to them and i was like yeah like i i do i understand you're probably filming in a public location you know but could you at least put something over the window (laughs) no they find the dinosaur in the woods and they're like oh my goodness it's warm we should run away and then they turn around and suddenly they're in a desert yeah and then they show the monster and it comes back to them and they're back in the woods. There's no rhyme or reason. It's very, it's, it's a, they're poking fun. I think at the, the, the usage of kind of stock footage right. in some of the later films, like let's reuse this stuff, even though it doesn't make any sense uh, because they're just trying to pump out films in the sixties and take advantage of Godzilla's popularity. Sure. So it's hard to judge this film as a film because I, I don't, know what happened like there's no this the story is a hodgepodge of stories so they could just do whatever they wanted on the screen there are characters that show up for one scene and then are never seen again for and and did nothing they 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 added nothing to the plot except that they were a caricature of some other character or the news reporter el sapo blanco (laughs) that's uh a homage to or it's an homage it's a direct reference to uh, el sapo blanco adventures which is i looked it up i'm gonna read i'm reading here the el sapo blanco adventures follows a series of hilariously goofy and entertaining no budget short films all shot and edited on an iphone xr complete with terrible special effects all the shorts are written slash shot slash shot slash directed by juan diaz who's been directing short films for blah 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 so they took a character from more modern indie schlock i guess is the word i'm going to use and threw him in there for an extended sequence <laughs> this is el sapo blanco coming at you from town coming at you live from downtown we've evacuated everyone because of the monsters why, why is it so quiet <laughs> yeah i'm looking i'm here downtown and i don't see it. <laughs> i don't know what else to say is this movie worth the 5.1 on imdb probably not I think that if you get the film, it's an eight, nine, or ten. And if you don't get the film, it's not worth you watching or, or and spending your time in IMDb rating it. Fair enough. It is only eighty minutes, which is its saving grace. I think <laughs> one of many yeah. saving graces. Yeah. What do you got? What are, What did you think of this movie? You said you had a ton <clears throat> of notes. Oh goodness. Uh, don't worry. Um, it is a um, flavored black cherry sparkling water. <sighs> I watched this movie last night, starting around 9.45. So oh, I was like, it's only, it's only 80 minutes. Let's yeah. just go ahead and watch it. Um, I don't want to watch it in the morning. And almost from the jump, I think this is probably the funniest movie. Oh, let me rephrase that. I think this is the funniest thing we've actually watched, which is not something that is easily said. No. Because there are plenty of things that you and I watch that are either unintentionally hilarious or have comedic bits in them. I mean, our most... like. Up until this moment, the funniest thing that ever happened in anything that we watched is in Pacific Rim, the black, when some random kid becomes the Kaiju Messiah. Like, <laughs> like that's a sec. That's pretty. That's high up there. You're forgetting about yeah. the blender, but yeah. Well, no, but that was unintentional. Like, like the blender was making, very intentional. Well, no, us making fun of that. You know what I mean? Like, that, sure. Like, but the whole the blender joke being whatever. Call of Dudes, Blender Ops. <laughs> 
My favorite thing about this movie was the super meta sequences when the people are podcasting about kaiju disasters. Because it's 2022. This movie supposedly takes place in the like the 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 late 2030s or maybe even the early 2040s because it says like 36 years in the future or something. So there's a guy who has his own podcast about kaiju attacks and he's complaining about kaiju attacks destroying his home and in the middle of his podcast his home is destroyed by a kaiju attack which is just kind of lends a lot of credibility to the where this movie like gets its idea that in the future how saturated social media is with our everyday lives that like even it's on a controversial topic the most recent pandemic we've had the most recent yeah, the most recent one where it's unfortunately become normalized and so like people are making memes about covid yeah where yeah. instead of instead of a highly infectious virus that can cause death and all sorts of other medical complications if we were instead besieged or beleaguered by giant monsters coming from outer space on meteorite spaceships if that was the norm people would be making memes and um, making stupid posts on the internet about it. I thought that was like brilliant, absolutely brilliant filmmaking. I don't like. I don't even want to talk about the budget. This is one of those movies where you save every single penny you can, and you 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 do what you can with the money that you have. Obviously, we made jokes about some of the sequences. There's way too much running. <laughs> like. Like, not that people wouldn't be running from kaiju attacks, because I saw Cloverfield, and a lot of people ran in that movie, but there's way too many shots of Missouri, Dr. Moscow, and several other characters, like, holding on to Steadicams or GoPros while they're running, and you can see it when they're, like, accidentally looking at the camera. I think the only part of this movie that didn't make a whole lot of sense to me was the wizard. Yeah. And And the corrupt police officer. I get it. <laughs> like, I don't know who that guy is. He's obviously, maybe he's involved in the filming in some way. I don't even see his credit anywhere. No, me neither. I don't know who that was, but he played two different characters in the same scene at the same time. Like, it was filmed in the exact same location. He just would switch sides of the camera. Um, I actually, I think the funniest part that I've, in terms of filming, um, was when Flash went to go pick up Missouri and that that was filmed in two different places. Like they're yeah. not together for the first part of it, which is funny. Uh, a lot yeah. of the names didn't make a whole lot of sense, and I don't know if that was my closed captioning. Um, oh. I watch I watch everything that we watch with subtitles, and like they're spelling out her name Missouri, like the state. Yep. In the <laughs> well, like, sometimes they're using a Z. Uh, yeah, I've, yeah. <laughs> uh, I only have I only have really two like criticisms of this film, like two real criticisms. I have a lot of little things that I, I'm like, oh, this or that. But the, my two biggest criticisms of this film are the the first one, really the second one, but you brought it up. The subtitles are yeah. horrendous. At first, I thought that they were just trying to add another layer to the commentary to like, oh, this is how poor it is. And then I realized like, no, because if I was actually hard of hearing or, or lacked hearing, and needed subtitles. This is absolute garbage. Yeah, like it, it looks like it's auto-generated, and no one looked at it afterwards. <laughs> I don't know if that is their fault or if it's Amazon's fault. Because if you recall, when we did J Cho July, I rewatched. I believe it was FP two. 
on Amazon Prime while you watched it on YouTube. And we had two completely different sets of subtitles. I had really cruddy subtitles and you had obviously well-crafted and (laughs) well-placed subtitles, right? Sexy techno music rises. One of the best closed captions I've ever seen. And so I I wonder, I, I don't know whether to direct my anger at the production of Zilla Foot or if it's like if Amazon really just creates their own subtitles, creates their own closed captioning, and it's auto-generated, and it's just garbage. Why not both? It could be a little <laughs> bit of both. It could be a little bit of both. Um, I tried to do a little Googling on it, and I couldn't, I couldn't really find anything conclusive. I actually have an award to give out to this film. Oh, before you do that, let me give my second complaint, okay. slash rant, and then we'll, we'll end with some good things. The character of Missouri, the only female character in the entire film, Unless the aliens are also female, but it was it was impossible to tell. The only human female character in this film, Zillafoot could have been female. I have no idea. And she's just constantly the butt of sexual jokes. Like that's she starts off as I'm going to be a reporter. I'm going to go report on this thing, and ends up running for the rest of the film the, and having comments about her activities and jokes about her sexuality thrown in her face for no apparent reason. Like it doesn't fit the rest of the tone of the film. Except that it's just a bunch of dudes ma- doing this and they thought, I don't know, it, it didn't feel like, in a, in a film that is otherwise family friendly, it felt <laughs> like, it, I mean, you know, it, 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 like, it's a PG monster film or whatever, right? It's just family friendly as any of the old Toho films, except yeah, I mean, if, that. If, if you excuse all the people die, the millions right, of people right, that right, probably right. die off screen, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's just as, it, except for how they treat her character, how other characters treat her character. And it, it upset me a little bit. I didn't care for it. Okay. It, uh, I don't know. I, I think they could have easily made other jokes and it would have been fine. Like they could have That's done me. something else. Yeah. Uh, sorry. You're right. Yeah. Uh, hopefully in the sequel, she gets a redemption arc. I'm <laughs> expecting everyone to be played by completely different actors as well. But Hopefully. like partway through the film, like they should do like all the flashbacks are from the first film and they have the old actors in them and then the new film. Anyways, I'm getting ahead of myself. So I'm just, I'm calling out a little misogyny and uh, now you're going to give a reward out. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> this is officially grabbed the, the title of worst audio mix thing that we have watched. Like you can say what you want about First Frontier. Definitely had its audio mixing problems. But what I can say beyond the shadow of a doubt, at least it was consistently bad, which I would appreciate being consistently bad over having, like, not even near perfect, but having audio quality that is passable. And then literally in the in the same scene within seconds, I'm, I'm only getting audio out of one ear. And then in the scene, like, seconds later, the audio just completely cuts out. There's several sequences hmm. of aliens on the alien spaceship where they've got this crazy filter going on where it's like do it one more time for me i'm gonna clip that no no and the aliens don't even say anything but you hit subtitles and then the camera changes to a weird sequence of a guy grabbing an uh, illuminated like rubber silicone thing which kind of made me uncomfortable every time that they would do that i don't know about you but they would grab it and like massage it yeah it was a little creepy it was really weird and then they would just start talking in like distorted voices, but at least they were like, I could hear them. And then the camera would change to where they were no longer massaging the weird silicone thing. And then you would hear just distorted noises and then the sound would just cut out. So uh, it, it met final, I'm sorry, it met first frontier 
and it strangled First Frontier and ripped that metal off of its chest. So congratulations, Zillafoot. You're the worst audio mixed thing that I've ever listened to on this podcast. This isn't even close to the worst audio mixed thing you've listened to on this podcast. For one, you're forgetting about the time loop movie Prometheus Trap, in which all of the voices only came out of the left channel for the entire film, while all the sound effects and music were surround sound. But that's consistent. No, that's what I'm but, saying. This, but I think this was, <laughs> I don't think that this was inconsistent, or sorry, I don't think this was inconsistent on accident. Oh, I disagree. <laughs> that's why it's my award. Also, I have, a, I, have okay. a, I have some questions. If this movie is supposed to take place in the future, why does everyone drive vehicles from the early 2000s? Second question. Are they supposed to be Japanese? Is that like the joke that we're getting? Is it, that the... Are, <laughs> Right? So at the beginning, and, he mentions the <laughs> Japanese government funding them, and then later they're in America, yeah, <laughs> on purpose. But then they're like describing Australia, like it's it's. I think it's purposely yeah. vague, or, or yeah. like different at different points, they're in different places. So yeah, like he they go to meet Jeff Kirkendall, who plays Yo Moto, and, <laughs> and Jeff like like I'm not making fun of the way Jeff Kirkendall looks, sure, but he looks like the kind of guy who would actually be the captain of a of a, pl- a thing called Ultra Squad. He does. He does. Yeah. Uh, so I just want to give a shout out to some of the, the, let's go, let's do the cast and crew real quick. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Polonia directed this film. 12 acting credits. I'm just going to name a few of them. Lycanimator, like Lycan mm-hmm. animator, Lycanimator, yeah. Bigfoot vs. Zombies, Monster Movie, Razor Teeth, Pralian, Alien Predators, <laughs> Dweller, uh, Buskers, and The House That Screamed. Uh, two directing credits, this one and another one called Sister Crumpus. Just a couple of other credits, animation department, cinematographer, blah, blah, blah. So when I actually Googled Zillafoot, over in the right, inside of Google, there's a thing called Dune World, but okay. it's got the Zillafoot movie poster, and it actually links you to the cast of Zillafoot. Not sure what's going on there. I don't get that on uh, on Bean. Yeah. It's probably you should probably just stop using the inferior search engine. Dune World movie poster looks like Dune, kind of funny. Mm. Wayne W. Johnson, the aforementioned Doctor Moscow, fifty three acting credits. Cryptids, Messy Boys, Blind Cop Two, Babysitter Massacre, Heavy Metal, great. Missouri, played by Cassandra Hayes, also uh, a regular in these movies. Uh, Tales of Dracula, <laughs> Empire State of Dead, Transformation, Revolts of the Empire of the Apes, like the man with no pants. <laughs> like I, I think this goes beyond schlock, right? Like because this is clearly C movie territory. Like these are all in. Like these are the yeah. most independent films that you can. I I don't even want to say watch or make, but these are the most independent films that exist. I guess. Did we stumble across like an asylum style? production company but like lower budget so you and i are big fans of a content creator known as james rolf aka the angry video game nerd yeah i feel like these are movies that he like that he made like his films when he was younger in between making of angry video game nerd episodes (laughs) i think uh, my favorite character in this movie is Nick Wright, who plays Corporal Fort, who has two of the funniest lines in this movie, one of which being, um, my wife's eight months pregnant. And then Captain Whitmer says, you've been here for three years. And then he says, yeah, it's a miracle. Uh, yeah. Like, 
My wife was sitting next to me playing on her, like, she she was watching TikTok videos, and I made her stop and rewound the scene just so she could view that. And then there's another funny moment where they bring in the cryptid research officer, uh, played by Connor Flynn, and this guy is just naming off all of his, like, um, experiences. He's like, oh, I've been to the, the, the jeweled desert isle of honey or something, whatever he said. And then in the background, Corporal Fort is just playing with his gun. Did you see this? Yes. Like, yes. he points it directly at the back of Captain Whitmer's head. Yes. And then just puts it away and then bumps into Connor Flynn on his way out. And then Connor Flynn's like, excuse you, bro. Like... <laughs> He's like, I have a bad feeling about this mission, Captain. Do you mind if I call my wife? And the captain just leans forward, puts his hands on his, his hand on his shoulder. No, 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 no. You may not. And then, like, the Secretary of Defense meets with uh, a member of the Church of Light, a guy who owns a private military corporation, a scientist for the Large Hedron Collider, and then a uh, and then a, a biologist. And they all come up with not even the worst ideas. They're pretty bad ideas. Well, he's like, I've got 10 canisters of nerve gas. We should use that on the creature. And then the biologist, you know, adroitly points out like, well, we don't even know what would happen and we would damage thousands of miles of ecosystem. So they can't use that idea. And then his idea is to hold use colorful flashcards. That's great. And I think the best one was the Large Hedron Collider creating a bullet that has a 60-40 chance of Wiping out the space-time continuum. Like, <laughs> could you repeat that in American? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely classic. Oh, the, uh, the the Reverend giving like his reading the Bible verse and all this. It was like, really I we I could hold a telethon or something. I've I really shouldn't be here. Like, I have nothing to contribute. <laughs> I'm just here. I'm just I'm here. here so I don't get fined. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just like how they recorded a Zoom meeting for that that sequence. Like they just. Or Video Ninja, like what we're using. That's what it looks yeah. like. The names, and Streamlabs, Streamlabs, baby. Uh, no, no, we're not, we're not supporting well, that's, them. No, that's for them. That's their thing. Yeah, that can be their no, thing. That's I fine. mean, all in all, if I were to rate this movie, I think this is a movie is a ten for us because I think, I think, I think you and I get exactly what this movie is trying to be for, <laughs> for the internet and the viewing public at large. I think five point one is an appropriate rating. I really do. Yeah, you're either going to appreciate it and really like it, or you're going to hate it. I appreciate it. I still think it's it's at, it's at a seven and a half for me because of a couple of the issues I mentioned. Yep. But I think it, it's something where when the sequel, if and when the sequel comes out, we're watching it. We'll be there day one. We'll have a movie night. <laughs> and uh, we'll all watch it together. It'll be fantastic. Worth the price of subscription? No. <laughs> not at all. That's fair. This is not worth the price of subscription. If this was on YouTube, I would say yes. If you could go watch this for free, yes. Absolutely worth the price of subscription. Unless you are a huge Kaiju Toho Films nerd, this is absolutely not worth the price of subscription. <laughs> no, Especially to Prime Video. Like, no. I would agree. Yeah. It might be on YouTube. Did we look? Well, I'll do it right now. Uh, buy or rent? Nope. Ooh, Sky Sharks. No, we're, we're out on that. Watching the trailer for Sky Sharks, we might be back on Sky Sharks. We'll see. <laughs> We'll see. Flying Nazi shark sci-fi movie HD. Yep. All right. That'll be maybe next maybe, time. Maybe, maybe we're in. Maybe we're in. Do you have an idiot of this movie besides us? Oh, yes. The 
alien watch society member at the beginning of the film <laughs> who had called the police so many times that they blocked his number. Okay. I think if you get your number blocked by the police, it's that's pretty idiotic. Okay. My idiot of the movie is Dr. Kazakh or Koski or Kazakhstan. They like they call him Dr. Kazakhstan in the, the close captioning. He goes on this like I think like a two or three minute rant about how his GX G1 submarine spaceship airplane is the most advanced piece of technology that exists on the on the planet Earth. And then it explodes because it crashes into an F-15. So subtitles. Jets exploding. <laughs> Uh, so he, I, I think he's an idiot because he definitely overestimated his ability to make things. Are you sure that he didn't deliberately crash it because some small part of his brain was fighting against the mind control? And he's like, this is this is how I can stop the aliens, the Sajan no. or whatever. No, I think he's an idiot. Oh, okay, fair enough. I think the title of this episode should be Battle Commotions because that was a subtitle when uh, Ultraman or uh, Commander of the Ultra Squad and the character in the Zilla Foot costume were just kind of hugging each other. Battle commotions, yes. For like 15 minutes. That went on way too long. I mean, obviously, I'm not asking for them to have some kind of crazy choreographed fight sequence, but... You, you say that. But like two people, like, I don't know. It just kind of felt really weird. <laughs> Do you Have you ever seen Crank 2 High Voltage? No, I don't think so. Okay, so in this film, which you should totally watch, both of them, in this film, he has an artificial heart, and he's trying to get his real heart back. And the battery on the outside of his body that's powering the artificial heart gets broken. And so he has to directly electrocute himself in order to charge his heart so he can keep going. Are you in on the premise of this film? Oh, I mean, I, I, I know about it. So, uh, yeah. well, and everyone listening. So there's a scene where he's in a, he's finally caught up with... The gangster who has his heart in a cooler or whatever, because he's taking it to his triad gang leader. Um, Art Sue is in that film, and it's great. And but they're in a uh, like a like a subjunction of a, like an electrical, not a not a power plant, but you know, like a where, where a all relay. the power comes through. Was it called a relay? Like a relay, a like substation. it's all fenced off. Yeah. You know, and they're inside of yeah, it yeah, and they're yeah. fighting, and like he gets electrocuted like a lot because he falls into like a bunch of wires and whatnot. And then he comes up and when he comes up, he's in, it's him, but he's like, is he's in a outfit of himself and it's like a giant Kaiju film. And suddenly everything around them is small and they're hitting each other and there's electrical sparks everywhere. And it's amazing. And it looks a thousand times better <laughs> than, and so like the, the story behind that is, is that they're like, Oh shoot, this scene doesn't work. We need reshoots. And, I don't know if it was a stunt guy or someone working on the production was like, you give me the weekend. I'll see what I can do for you. And so this is like way after the film has been filmed, uh, was, uh, way after the movie has been filmed and they're doing their post-production and him and like two other guys went and made this scene like without any of the actual actors there or the original director or anything. And then it was like, Hey, how does this work? And like they threw it in the movie cause it works. <laughs> and that scene is 10 out of 10 best scene in any movie I've ever seen. Wow. Except for maybe, you know, when the Death Star explodes. And it looks a billion times better than anything in this film. And they yeah. made it in a couple of days. Yeah. No, that's know. what I'm saying. Like, any, I feel anything like they could have been better. better. <laughs> anything could have been better than, like, two people in rubber costumes, like... Hugging each like, other? Having, I, I don't know, like, outer course? I don't know what to say. Like, it was weird. It was really strange. I was really uncomfortable watching them just roll around on the ground. I, I did not like it. So, <laughs> I didn't. Enough. I really didn't. All right. 
I don't know what, what it is that we watched, but we watched it. We've told you about it. You can make a decision about whether or not you want to watch it or not. I hope they make more. If you have suggestions for other things we should watch, kaiju films or just anything else science fiction related, please send them our way. You can email us, scifiwiseguys at gmail.com. Hit us up on the Twitter, at scifiwiseguys. We love getting suggestions. It's the easiest way for us to pick what to watch next. Also, I'm really tired of watching tons and tons of movie trailers just to try to find one that <laughs> I think I could stand. Uh, but we really, really appreciate you listening and watching. It means a lot to us, at least to me. Thank you. Am I be rolling us out? Yeah. Stay healthy. Stay hydrated. And in the event of an interstellar invasion by a bunch of weird five-eyed aliens who you never really get a clear shot of, be Dr. Moscow. Don't be Dr. Kazakhstan. Didn't Dr. Moscow stop to take pictures of the dinosaur that was resurrecting and this put them in danger? Uh, he didn't fly a spaceship into another plane. In he did plane. also find Ultra Squad Commander, which led to the saving of humanity. Yeah. You're right. So, be, be Dr. Moscow. Mos- Dr. Moscow. Masky. I don't be know. Be Wayne W. Johnson. Be in this movie. We could all be more Wayne W. Johnson. Thanks, everybody. Thanks. Let me tweet. Going live with our review of Zilla Foot. This kaiju slash Toho films tribute slash parody film slash thing is definitely <laughs> worth talking about. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> I got a lot to say about this movie, man. <laughs>